Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I am so excited about how we are navigating our end of our uh, season with a resilient conversation that has us talking about a very um, honest (laughs) conversation around stress that many of us feel leaving one year and going into another. And our conversation this evening is one in which we are hoping to provide you with strategies to tap into peace and to walk into and better understand what stress looks like in you as well as how to respond to it. And so I feel like that is a perfect ending to our resilient conversations we have had throughout the entirety of season 10. And I asked this very special guest because I have known her for decades in um, her journey of getting to where she is today. And I'm excited because professionally, she has just Um, grown into an amazing thought leader in this work. And personally, she has been a close sister friend who has been in some of the hardest and darkest seasons of my story. And so um, professionally and ethically, I know her to be someone who will add value to your life as we talk about this flip side story. So let me tell you who she is. Chanel Moba is a licensed professional counselor with over 10 years of experience in various mental health settings, such as outpatient facilities, inpatient hospitals, crisis center, but mainly in public and private alternative school settings. She has served children, adolescents and teens, as well as adults. Chanel's expertise is treating clients with ADHD, ODD, depression, mood disorders, stress and anxiety, trauma, relationship issues, coping with grief and loss, loss of motivation, self-esteem and confidence. You now understand why she's here. (laughs) Exactly. She holds a trauma-informed certification um, as an NMT, which is Neurosequential Model of Therapeutics, certification with which she specializes in helping clients utilize various tools to regulate certain regions of her of their brain. Chanel attended um, Kern 
University, where she received her Master of Science in Christian Counseling and Bachelor of Science in Bible with a concentration in social work at Lancaster Bible College. Chanel utilizes various therapies such as cognitive behavioral therapy, support therapy, gestalt therapy, mindfulness-based therapy, reality therapy, person-centered therapy, social skill training, and she believes incorporating different therapies into a plan to help others succeed. Now you understand. You understand. Uh, She has a wealth of experience and knowledge. And so we are going to unpack stress and welcome Chanel Moba to the flip side of adversity. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So Chanel, we're, we're absolutely going to talk about kind of my personal journey because those who follow me on social media saw the post I posted today that literally the last time we sat in front of a camera together was in 2019 when I was um, launching and publishing Fearless Conversations with a Limitless God. And you um, have been such a vital, um, I don't know how to, a, a vital component person in the pivots that I've had to make in life that have been some of the most stressful seasons. And so we will absolutely unpack the personal side for my story, but I want people right from the start to get an understanding of, as you look back over this 2023, what have you found to be most prevalent when we're talking about stress and how people are navigating stress? Um, well, statistically speaking, they say that um, health issues and finances have been the most prevalent stress. But what I come to find when I'm doing therapy with others is normally relational. And so the health and the finances, yes, are true, but in essence, the underlining is people just wanting to be known and loved. And oftentimes they extend themselves more than they need to with the finances and their health. And it all correlates into one. Wow. You just gave me a whole aha moment in how um, relational stress we can think is actually about our finances, but if we pull back the layers, mm-hmm. um, are you over extending yourself because of people pleasing and you're spending money? We just coming out of the holiday season, yep. spent money to try and gain or prove um, or validate love through your finances, mm-hmm. or you have overextended and not allowed yourself a moment to reset because because you are giving, 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 giving from an empty cup. Yep. But again, that mm-hmm. leads you back to relationships. Mm-hmm. You just up oh, made a whole <laughs> aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. So, how can people know um, that they're actually stressed out? What does it look like? Um, oftentimes, it could be um, you experiencing anxiety experiencing depression, but also it could be uh, come from something 
uh, as simple as a headache. You're just thinking it's nothing. Mm-hmm. I'll take an aspirin mm-hmm. or an Advil, but then it comes over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I once had someone say, well, you know, it just out of somewhere it just happened. And I'm like, it just happened out of nowhere. Well, come, I'll rewind and tell me what were you doing in that part of your life? What was happening in that moment? What were you doing? Oh, I was working a lot or I was um, in school, but I was taking too many classes. And I'm like, okay, so we're getting somewhere. So do you hear what you're saying? You're overextending your capacity, the length of what you have inside to actually do the things that you're trying to do. There's so many times where I, especially um, as a coach to classroom teachers and to um, school systems or, or any kind of organization that deals with youth, oftentimes it, the, the, that statement of, it just came out of nowhere or it just happened for no reason. And sometimes we are not paying attention to the elements that have led up to that moment. Mm -hmm. And we're only focusing on that moment and not all the stuff that you carried into the moment. Right. When you think about what people are carrying, potentially carrying from 2023 into 2024, what advice can you give to people as they're preparing for this the, and the catchphrase, new you, new year? What can you say to people who might be carrying something into the new year? Um, first, I would like to say um, to sit, mm-hmm. take a moment, and be honest with yourself. Is this something I have to carry? Is it needed? Is this something that I'm taking ownership of when no one really asked me to? Because sometimes we want to stretch out and, you know, save people, help people. But oftentimes we're not allowing them to take ownership of what they have to and know where to put your boundaries, know where your capacity limit is. Um, Actually sit down and prioritize Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, write down one of three things you want to prioritize each day. The other little stuff will be in there, but in order to make yourself feel accomplished, you can check those things off because that's what you needed to get done. Mm -hmm. That expectation that did I do everything, Mm -hmm. did did I accomplish everything can be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so you're saying, get still. Get honest. Mm-hmm. Ask some harder questions, mm-hmm. better questions. Do, yes. Do you actually have to carry this forward? Right. When you're talking about relational stress, what are some examples or um, signs that I actually may be carrying or ignoring, avoiding relational stress? Um, one would be you're, you don't feel safe with the person mm-hmm. or you um, are not relaxed in their presence. Mm-hmm. Um, you often feel a need to please mm-hmm. at some form and fashion without having your needs met. Um, I mean, the list could go on and on, yeah. but uh, it's really sitting there being honest. Like, do I have the floor when I'm with them? Is my, am I like stiff when I'm around them? Like really mm-hmm. taking inquiry of what's happening on the inside for you. But you're talking about like my body mm-hmm. and people think about stress being this mind, this like thought thing, but you just described all kinds of stuff in the body. Mm-hmm. What is that about? How is stress related to the body? 
well, the thing is, <laughs> your mind <laughs> is connected to the body. So the more you hold on to negative thoughts, the more you're overcrowding or overloading, your your body starts to respond to that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, stress often leads to cancer, high blood pressure, and the list goes on and on. But oftentimes people don't realize, like, they are both connected. When um, the understanding that it's not just in your head that is in your body is such a powerful perspective when it comes to actually getting up and moving. Mm -hmm. Because I think about when people get stressed, there are two things that oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes happens. They get stressed and overwhelmed and they withdraw and isolate or they go somewhere and sit mm-hmm. and get sedentary. And both things you just shared are connected to not isolating, just evaluating right. relationships mm-hmm. and pay attention to what's happening in your body. Yes, yes. So when you are working with clients or just overall thinking about this conversation around stress, what are some things that you find have helped you in your journey? Um, I would definitely say moving around for me, uh, my main thing is worship. Mm-hmm. I because it takes me it takes me out of where I am. <laughs> so that's why I say get to a quiet place because you need to separate yourself mm-hmm. from the stuff so you can actually see the bigger picture. The, yeah. a clearer perspective because mm-hmm. while you're in it you're not really seeing everything although people oftentimes think that I've got to keep moving mm-hmm. I've got to keep and you're actually mm-hmm. not even seeing things clearly no you're not you're not you got blind spots mm. and not only that but oftentimes there are certain lens that people uh look through as far as life like people have trauma so their trauma lens is focused on there, which can stem from like, I'm not being wanted. I'm not loved. So they operate underneath that core belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes if they're not challenged, they won't notice that that's where they're operating from. which just create mm-hmm. uh, creating that ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about being challenged, because I think sometimes when we're, we are, um, talking about a healing process or, or tapping into peace, the desire for everything to get easy is sometimes equated with peace. But you just said you have to challenge some of your trauma lenses or your trauma core beliefs, mm-hmm. which can be scary. Oh, yes. Oh, so- yes. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. Girl, it gets messy before it gets more beautiful. You gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta get in there. So, what does it look like to challenge your trauma lenses or your trauma beliefs? Well, definitely ask yourself honest questions. But before I even say that, because sometimes yeah. you won't even ask yourself the honest questions because you don't necessarily see it. Mm-hmm. But get around people who can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Get around people who you who you actually admire to where you're trying to go. You know, um, because they'll they're the ones looking on the outside, seeing like, oh, uh, all right, girl, let's let's sit down. Uh, so I'm seeing this. What's happening here? Like mm-hmm. to get you to actually see the steps you need to take mm-hmm. to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we laughed about this on at before we came on, because 
I have this experience with um, <laughs> with Chanel because people oftentimes um, talk or even ask me to dance, mm-hmm. um, praise and worship, and people. I have openly talked about how my story is um, deeply tied to uh, worship and learning and, ex- and the power of being free before the Lord and how it actually brought me back to myself and helped my mind to get to a peaceful place. But to talk about challenging your core beliefs. Y'all, I remember this time and we laughed about this because she hurt my feelings so bad. This had to have been almost what? 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. She hurt my feelings so bad. It is still fresh, y'all. I, before um, in this journey of um, praise dancing and worshiping and moving before the Lord, I was in a season that I because of what I was experiencing, I believed lies about who I was and the value that I brought. And I truly adopted what someone was giving me. Mm-hmm. And that became the narrative to how I operated in spaces. And she wanted me to, um, to freely dance in preparation for a a praise and worship experience with a congregation. And I told her, no, I can't, I can't do it. And I was, I was trying to be honest and, and share how I didn't feel I could do this. She cold looked me in the face and made me cry, y'all. She made me cry because she, I wanted pity. And she was like, yeah. No. What what do you remember about that moment? Because I feel like to have people in your life that are not going to just let you get by, but actually push you, challenge you into what you've actually been called to do. Um, it can get messy. Mm-hmm. She made me cry, y'all. Mm-hmm. But what do you what do you remember about that's pivotal in that memory. Because um, I laugh about it now, but I was yeah, mad Yeah, I know you were you. bad. I know you were so bad. I was yeah, mad, I know you were so y'all. bad. <laughs> I know it was so bad. And I did, I, I, and to be honest, I don't, I didn't even know like your full story mm-hmm. or anything. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know anything, you know? Um, all I knew was like, you were just carrying something and mm-hmm. it just needed to be laid down. And I know I couldn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, you got to, you can go. I literally just said go. That's all I said. I pointed down the aisle and said go. I just, I could Because I, I tend to come from a people pleaser background. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew I couldn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't lay that down for you. You had mm-hmm. to go through that work yourself. But I can step alongside of you yes. and cheer you on. Yes. And... I wanted with everything in my being to avoid that moment. And I rem- I actually thought when I started crying, you were going to say, it's okay. It's okay. We'll try again another time. She, cold stone faced, told me, go. It is time for you 
to dance that thing out of your soul. And it literally was a breaking moment for me. It was a freeing moment for me. It defined a lot of the perspective I have about um, worship today. Mm -hmm. But, ooh, I was mad. I was mad um, that you challenged me in that moment instead of coddling me. Mm -hmm. So I think about people who who know it's time for them to challenge someone who has stayed in a stuck place, living below what they've been called to live. What advice do you give to the person who it's actually time for you to speak and challenge them? Um, I would say to to trust in that what you have to say is going to help them. Mm -hmm. um, approach them, let them know it's all coming from love. You know, mm -hmm. you you you'll get a feel of like the person's mannerisms and knowing how to come alongside them, address them, but let them know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not just going to tell you to go and just leave you there. Right. I am. You stayed. I stayed. <laughs> I stayed and I watched. I stayed yeah. and I watched. And I continued to stay until you came into your full potential. And I think I think that's what sometimes people don't realize. People are scared to be getting left in their mess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. They, they're afraid, like, okay, you're telling me just go out there and I'm going to drown. Right. You know? Or feeling judged because mm -hmm. of whatever's getting ready to come out of me. Right. And are you going to judge me? Right. And the, the very first thing that you said, I often um, tell people who I am coaching in situations that I'm, and people talk, because I say, I'm getting ready to lean in. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. um, and, but my motive. Right. Even I won't speak to a situation if I'm still angry. Right. My motive, I have to be in a place where my motive is um, love, is operating from a place of I see the potential, so I'm going to hold space. Mm -hmm. And if I'm working with someone who is also a believer, I'm I'm going to be obedient to what God has called me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that motive is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. This healing journey is, as you said, it can be messy. Yes. And you use a quote that I wanted um, to share um, with everyone because it, it wasn't in the post in preparation uh, for today. But I feel like it's a powerful um, walk into the work of tapping into peace. This quote is from Dr. Bruce Perry. Therapy is more about building new associations, making new, healthier default pathways. It is almost as if therapy is taking your two-lane dirt road and building a four-lane freeway alongside it. The old road stays, but you don't use it much anymore. Therapy is building a better alternative, a new default, and that takes repetition and time, 
Honestly, it works best if someone understands how the brain changes. This is why understanding how trauma impacts our health is essential for everyone. Why did you pick that particular quote in connection to a story of peace? Um, because I want people to realize your past doesn't necessarily go anywhere, mm. but it doesn't mean you can't create something new. You better say that again. <laughs> y'all, do y'all hear that? <laughs> your past doesn't go anywhere, but you have, you, it's almost like you're invited mm -hmm. into the opportunity to create something new. Yes. Yes. You do not have to be who your trauma is. You can create a whole new you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And how does that create? Because I love this, the one statement, it takes repetition, yes. time, and honestly, it works best if someone understands the brain and how it changes. Yes. So repetition, time, and understanding the brain, how do those three things connect? Well, <laughs> so... Um, Neurologically, <laughs> there's like you have a whole bunch of things going on up there. Not going to get into too much <laughs> clinical detail, but um, certain things happen and it does affect the brain. But the more if you learn a new skill mm -hmm. and I'll use um, exercise, for example, mm -hmm. um, you can't just jump into exercising and think like, oh, I'm just going to lose the weight and build. You can't just jump to a 200 pound and do whatever you like. You literally have to start slow and keep keep doing it keep building that muscle to get stronger and stronger so in terms of the brain the brain is malleable which means it can change it doesn't necessarily have to stay the way that it is mm. it doesn't have to stay the way that it is so the things that you've shared before um the trauma lens uh your triggered response um how you are viewing your worldview. Yes. The the brain can change over time mm -hmm. with repetition. Yep. With healthy, mm -hmm. healthy coping strategies. Yes. yes. It can change. So who you are right now, you don't have to stay that way. You do not have to stay. Wow. You do not have to stay. So what does peace look like for you? I would say uh, peace would be contentment. Mm -hmm. uh, things around you could be <laughs> could be breaking out, could be happening, but as long as you have your foot grounded, mm -hmm. which is why we need to look at like our foundation. If you have your foot grounded and knowing where you, where you're trying to go, um, eventually you'll get there. Yeah. I found that piece um, because coming out of 2023, uh, I've shared on the show over this past season that 2023 has been filled with um, just about nothing I planned. So nothing I set mm -hmm. out <laughs> it, it, at the start of the year actually happened, but somehow there, there is a quiet knowing that ultimately good is going to come yes. from what I am 
what what this journey has looked like. Yes. And although nothing has looked like the way I thought it was going to look, mm-hmm. in some situations it has been much better. In some situations it's just been different. Right, right. But it's beginning to to learn that what I am going through is not the final page of my story. Nope, nope. So when we come back from this short break, I would love for you to to walk people through how to begin to self-evaluate stress and begin to talk about tapping into peace. Mm -hmm. So if you have been enjoying this conversation, please, please, please. Now's your time to be able to share, invite somebody into the conversation. And if you're on Facebook, please drop us some questions and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out? in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit sandracoats.com For more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been talking with Chanel Mulba and... Both from a clinical perspective, from a relational perspective, and we dabbled a little bit in the conversation around from a faith perspective on how stress shows up, how we navigate stress, how it's going to be messy before it's beautiful, and recognizing how to begin to understand um, what your stress is and how you are carrying it. And so before the break, I asked Chanel to begin to think about um, how can a person begin to self-evaluate during a time that they are stressed out? What do those moments look like? Um Oftentimes in uh, stress, you want to, like I say, you want to, 
evaluate like your thought process. Mm -hmm. If there's uh, intrusive thoughts, if there's like these random thoughts going through, um, really just like your brain is on overload, very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, want to evaluate what's going on with your body. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people break out in certain areas. Sometimes um, people's blood pressure gets a little high. Um, you know, just really try and take inventory, um, self, good self inventory and self reflection. Yeah. The, I, I'd like to ask a slightly different question because mm -hmm. sometimes we both have worked with children and youth and sometimes adults will discount mm -hmm. the fact that children also do get stressed. Mm -hmm. No, they don't have the job. No, they don't have all of the same types of stress. Right. But they do carry stress. Yes, they do. So um, what can it look like? Does it look different in children and teens? I would say it, it can. It can look a little different because sometimes uh, kids tend to emotionally express their stress. Uh -huh. <laughs> and oftentimes, you know, people just show you're all right, you're all right. But they're really trying to tell you they don't know, they don't have the vocabulary to actually say what's going on. So they use their emotions or it comes out in their behavior, certain behaviors that they do. But yeah, it looks a little different. But at the same token, um, they just need the vocabulary to put to what it is that they're feeling, what mm -hmm. they're thinking. And that that whole um, concept that behavior behind every behavior, there is a meaning. Yes. They're using the behavior, the emotion, the reaction to send a message yes. because they don't necessarily have, as you said, the vocabulary mm -hmm. to explain it. So yes. what if I have a parent and I'm think that my young person may be carrying stress how can i parent how can i think about my parenting okay um i love this one because i do this often in therapy <laughs> um so oftentimes uh, i educate the parents like you know developmentally Mm -hmm. oftentimes this is normal. Sometimes people think, oh, I think my child has this. I think they have that. And then when I sit down and pull them back and be like, well, developmentally, this is where they need to be. This is a time for us to like teach them how to regulate. And mm -hmm. I do talk about the different regions of the brain and how like when they're upset, they're they're down below where they can't get any air. It's like they're in terror state. So if you're trying to talk to them or redirect them, they're not hearing anything that you're saying because they're so dysregulated. Um, what I often do is like uh, teach them about a calming corner mm -hmm. or one of, uh, one of my clients have a, a calming couch, but somewhere where they can take refuge, where they can release that energy mm -hmm. and you have to let them do it yeah don't try to it's their safe corner so they need to throw a little something <laughs> let them get it out you know and then when they're done you can also set a timer give them 10 minutes check in all right are, are you all right let's talk about it like what's actually happening what happened at school today mm -hmm. what happened before you entered the house that got you all riled up mm -hmm. um always try to you know communicate just ask questions i don't and i don't think we do that enough where we make assumptions right and instead of doing that we just need to get the like to get the answer just ask it's okay right. it's not gonna 
not going to do anything but give clarification to where you need to address the problem. But you know what? As I'm listening to you, I, I feel like adults could do the Yeah, adults <laughs> could do the same. That's the thing. Adults could do the exact same thing, which I, I recommend you do it along with your child. Yes. You do it along with them. I don't know if listeners have experienced anything similar to what I've experienced, but I've actually seen some adults most recently, especially coming out of the pandemic, having full on temper tantrums, like having a whole emotional outburst. Mm -hmm. And we get to a place where we're trying to either push a, a, a tissue or calm down, calm down mm -hmm. or stop crying. Or we do that to children, but we're also doing it to one another. Yes. And yes. trying to force a conversation before regulation. Yes. How would you explain what regulation is to someone who doesn't do this every day? So what regulation is in layman's terms, Layman's terms, it's just to like bring yourself down. Okay. Um, so you you may feel like emotionally it's just very overwhelming. You're just very overwhelming with a situation with something that someone said. Um, it doesn't when you're so overwhelmed with emotion, you can't necessarily think clearly. Mm -hmm. um, so when we say regulate, it's to get yourself down to a calm state so that way you can actually ask yourself, okay, what just happened? Mm -hmm. All right, this person said this. All right, how did that make me feel? Mm -hmm. All right, why did it make me feel that way? Why, how did I interpret that? How did I interpret that? Because just because they said it right. doesn't mean... That's how they meant it. That That's how they meant it or that's how everyone would have right. interpreted it. Right. And so there's something within my self-evaluation mm -hmm. to begin to ask myself a different question. Yes. Not just be angry mm -hmm. of what was said, but what did that mean to me? Right. And how often do we not want to do that? But I want to be mad. Yep. I want to be mad. I want to, you know, let them know how I feel. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, oh, wait, hold up. They probably wasn't having even the intent. They didn't even know. They don't They don't know. And I often have to say this to the clients, like sometimes you an event happens, you kind of like jump to a conclusion and you cling on to it and then you carry it. Mm -hmm. And then every interaction you have with that person, is be, now you're interpreting that, you know, reignited that yes. core belief, which isn't yes. true. Which isn't true. Yeah. It's reigniting something that's a lie. Right. And you have written an entire book. Yes. On something that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. This whole concept, um, I feel, is something that understanding how stress shows up in the body, understanding what regulation is, and understanding how we can respond. Right. Um to, to experiences of stress or dysregulation, how we can respond. I feel like all three of those are things that the faith-based community could benefit from really understanding. Right. From your perspective, um, how do you see it? Uh, incorporate with the faith. Mm -hmm. Um I would say <laughs> it's just all about who God is, what Jesus mm -hmm. does. <laughs> kind of just meet you where you're at, ask you, ask you some very good direct questions. Um, 
not judging you, sitting there with you in your mess and then saying, all right, well, this is this is where the truth lines where you need to line up with, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's OK. You feel these emotions. I think oftentimes growing up in the faith, it was like your emotions didn't matter mm-hmm. uh, because people were fearful that people will respond out of their emotions. But people need to understand the emotions is there to help you identify what's going on inside of you. So that way you can release it to the Lord and then line it up with his truth. So actually really understanding that um, Christ approached every conversation from a place of wholeness mm-hmm. and without shame right? in order to get to what really is the root here. Yes. To then reflect back to what's the truth because yes. you just said oftentimes we are operating out of a lie right right so we've disconnected with the truth right right but in churches sometimes we're missing that opportunity of have i done the work so that i'm not operating out of a place of offense yes so that as I am well, mm-hmm. as I am whole, mm-hmm. as I have sat still, yes. as I've gotten to a place of really understanding what my triggers are, how I'm showing up, my wholeness mm-hmm. in some respects uh, gives other people permission to go on a similar journey. Yes. And I give them space to do that. Yes. All inside the church. All inside the church. What? So when you think about this whole, we are on the brink of 2024, it is right in front of us. How can someone keep the momentum of creating peace as they go into 2024? I think of all these resolutions and the people get mad at themselves Mm -hmm. by February because Mm -hmm. they fail. How can people keep the momentum around peace? Um, I would say get used to being honest with yourself. Um, Get used to uh, having time to sit in stillness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think oftentimes we're on this clock, we got to get it done, got to get it done, we got to do this, got to do that. But in essence, learn how to be present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That fear of if I'm not hustling, if I'm not moving Mm -hmm. fast enough, I'm going to miss out on something. Mm -hmm. Or part of it can be even my trauma response. Like I'm trying to outrun something. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That is a lie in the first place. Mm And when we think about how God would oftentimes take time to either rise early in the morning Mm -hmm. to be still or to find a space Space. to be still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Do you make New Year's resolutions? No, I did. I did a couple goals, you know, keeping it light. Trying to keep it light, you know, juggling many hats. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to get too wrapped up. Yes. <laughs> I think for me, I have struggled um, with this concept of resolutions. There was a time in which I did make resolutions, but I think, um, and my good friend Cheryl Hurley, uh, one year we had the same word um, as our word. I can't remember which year it was, but it was intention. Mm -hmm. And, And from that year forward, for me, 
tapping into a place of um, resolve and peace has been connected to setting intention yes, instead yes. of chasing after yes, a yes. resolution. Mm-hmm. It, it can be overwhelming. Um, how would you help people understand um, navigating shame when they don't meet the goal or when they don't achieve the resolution? Okay, so to counteract shame, because uh, I do believe shame is from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, look at what you have accomplished. Um, look at a couple, maybe every day, think of three things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, always trying to, that, and that's another way of staying intentional and being present, because then you'll recognize how actually well you are doing. Mm. Because sometimes when we're rushing, yeah. we don't even acknowledge the things that no. we've accomplished. Right. We rush right, right past mm-hmm. it. Yep. And I heard the word gratitude. So I said shame, and you said to counter um, counterbalance shame is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so unpack that for me. Okay. So what I mean by that is the more you're thankful for things, uh, and especially in things that you feel accomplished in, it builds your confidence. Okay. Um, And it causes you to kind of focus on what you can achieve instead of what you haven't. Mm-hmm. It replaces the lie Mm -hmm. with a heart of gratitude, Mm -hmm. which is tied to joy, which is tied to love, which is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you talk to, to communities, well, churches that are in communities that are bombarded with an oppressive stress and people are coming hungry Mm. for something different than the world is offering because there's an oppressive stress that, that, that they, they're not even fully understanding from a faith perspective. How would you interpret this journey of navigating stress in order to present peace? To people in order to present peace to people i'm trying to trying to think here um i would say uh your testimony mm-hmm. sharing your testimony mm-hmm. um both but, sides uh, of it yeah both sides <laughs> of it don't don't just say the good side here you know but both sides of it because people need to understand they're not just going to um you're not just going to have it all at once. It is going to be a journey, a messy journey, um, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful one. It really mm-hmm. is um, when you look back on it. Um, what I would say is also to have people, um, <sighs> discipleship, mm-hmm. have people in line who really who really have a heart and really want to meet people where they are. And I mean, truly meet them where they are, not there to... Uh, see what dirt they have on them or gossip about them, but really make it sacred and understanding like God is holding us accountable to these, to them, mm-hmm. you know, and let us take care of them just as much as he has taken care of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being honest about our stories mm-hmm. 
and showing up to create a sacred space mm -hmm. where people feel safe. Mm -hmm. And you started this conversation off with people really today want to feel seen. Yes. And if we could begin to recognize um, the power of people knowing that I see you. Yes. I see you. Mm -hmm. um, so when I think about the question I just asked you, it, for me, it has also been connected to being willing to recognize that there are new ways yes to mm -hmm. approach helping people yes that the church doesn't have to be afraid of right um and allow uh allow people to really understand mm -hmm. the body that God gave us yes. the brain that he gave us yes and allow um, old to tr tradition to not be the only blueprint. Right. Not be the end all be all. Yeah. 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 The, the opportunity to um, allow people to feel like um, they're going to have space to make mistakes, mm -hmm. to be open to um, yes, absolutely. Prayer mm -hmm. um, is vital, but if I can't even focus, then how can how can both um, therapeutic approaches, as well as elements of worship and faith, share space together? How would you say they can share space together? As a as a clinical as a clinical as a clinical counselor, how would you approach churches in understanding not to be afraid of therapy? It's a good one. I was, you know, God is the all wonderful counselor. I mean, it's just all in His name. I don't, I don't know how else we can, you know, make that any clearer. But our relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord is the exact relationship in which we do in therapy. Mm -hmm. You, you sit and you lay it out. We, we discuss it. We talk about. It, we dive into it. I ask you challenging questions because God does challenge us. Like, all right. Uh, this is what it is, you know, um, and walk alongside of us to help to help create. Well, I'm not creating, but God is creating, um, creating people into who he, who he called them to be, who he made them to be. Mm. The the thought that peace is an opportunity to put down the lie mm -hmm. that has gotten too heavy. Yes. And it's now time for you to be free mm -hmm. to walk an entirely new pathway. Yes. Yes. It's such a beautiful picture. It is. It is. So what are what is exciting you? What's giving you peace in this season? The season that you're in? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know how to put it because I just feel like I don't know. God just really blows me out the water with stuff. I just, I, I pray. I just make sure I am content in what he has provided me. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me, I love, I love, I love, I love, uh, 
walking alongside people, encouraging them and just seeing um, God move in their lives. Mm-hmm. And my piece is just that, I mean, I've been walking with the Lord for a while, you know, yes. so I, I just like, Lord, I trust you. I, I don't. Here it is. But you, know, you know, as Here you talk, is. as you talk, I remember when this was just a dream for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yep. I remember when it was an idea and you were just starting off and you wanted LPC at the end of your name. Yes. Yes, I did. And the journey hasn't necessarily been um, linear straight. No, it has not. It hasn't been, you know, nice, neat with a bow. Mm-hmm. But you um, spoke something out loud and you stay consistent mm-hmm. and you allowed whatever needed to change inside of you yes. to create the space for the you that now sits in front of me. Right, right. Yeah. And I kind of want to speak on to that too. Um, oftentimes what we work in towards mm-hmm. may not be the time for us to actually be. You better cut it out. Because Lord knows, if I would have got my LPC a long time ago, I'd have made it or messed some people up. (laughs) But now that he has taken me through my own journey and knowing how to be gentle with myself and give myself grace because he has given me much grace and given myself mercy because he has given myself, given me so much mercy um, and so much unconditional love. It's easier for me to sit with my clients and hearing their stories and they laugh at me because they're like, oh, you know, you're probably looking at me like I'm crazy. I say, look, get out of here. I've seen so much stuff. None of this even bothers me. Just just talk. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it out there. Um but uh, if I had got it back then, you know, I don't I don't think it would have been the right time. And, right. You know, so walking in peace is also recognizing that timing is a part of this mm-hmm. journey. And sometimes we create stress and break our peace because we are rushing for something that is yes. not even time for yet. We're not ready for it yet. So settle into the fact that. Uh, and I posted this a couple weeks ago, um, that delay does not mean denied. It does not. And I know people use that term all the time, but really living, mm-hmm. delay does not mean denied. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. will you, uh, going back to Dr. Bruce Paris, will you stay um, consistent and yes. repeating yes. what you know to be the right things mm-hmm. to do? Recognize that timing was for you was for you. Yes. And then understanding how you're carrying the lie that's not even for you. Nope. Wasn't <laughs> meant for you anyway. If we if we go a little bit back, hold on, hold on. So we we brought this no, to me, we right? We got two minutes. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up. So when you brought this to me, I, I really was take like it brought me back to Genesis and how Eve ate the fruit because, you know, we wanted to be like God. And the stress we're taking mm-hmm. on God-like responsibilities that just wasn't for us to take on. Yeah. It was like yeah. a, a new revelation to me. I was like, yeah, we were just created yeah. to be in the garden and just chill. Yeah. You know? And uh, I will <laughs> I will truly close with this thought because when I asked you to do this, um, you immediately said yes. And... I paused in asking you, 
because there was a season I would have would have had to convince you, mm-hmm. would have had to create a pitch for you. Yeah, you would have. Yes. Yeah. And there, there was a season because you um if I can be transparent, we talked about you finding your voice. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole full circle moment when I asked you, would you come on the show? And you immediately said yes. And we just started talking about mm-hmm. what the episode would be. And in God's timing, your voice mm-hmm. is now going around the world. Yeah. I tell you uh, what, this uh, is awesome stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us with another Flipside Conversation. I hope that it has encouraged you. I hope it has challenged you to recognize that peace is something you can achieve. And this closes out season 10. And so I hope you stay with us because we have a whole new slate of um, bold conversations for season, uh, season 11 that's coming up next week. Same place, same time right here on The Flip side. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.